Um, well, our series is titled simply Light. Light. So we said, let's just put a bunch of lights around and make it really bright in here. But our heart behind this series is Jesus is the light. And in this Christmas season, Jesus came to earth. God sent his son for us, for his creation. And so we said, man, sometimes we're in a dark and broken world, and we just need some light. We need something to kind of give us some direction, some hope. And that's Jesus. Jesus is the light, and he wants to provide that light for all mankind. So we said, let's just do this series. Let's title it Light, and let's just go for it. And so the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear different conversations about this topic of light and how it relates to us and God and how that also is going to help us just recenter our hearts and our minds on this conversation during the Christmas time, where we can usually get distracted by going Christmas shopping, decorations, family engagements, and then, like we all love, the Hallmark Christmas movie marathons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's usually like some character, like the lady, is like a busy, you know, big New York time person, goes to like the small town, falls in love with like the Christmas tree sales lotman guy or whatever, and then all of a sudden they're like perfect for each other. That's like every single of the 35 movies they put out during the Christmas time. So watch the one movie and you're good. Just, just save yourself some time. Um, well, anyway... We are glad you guys are here with us this morning, and um, we just finished our 40 Days of Prayer series. Last week, we mentioned that if you have a circle on the back wall of something that you pinned during that whole eight-week series, we want to um, encourage you to grab that circle that you wrote on to take it home with you. So at the end of today's service, go to that back wall, grab that circle, take it with you to keep praying about that person, that promise, um, or maybe that problem that's in your life. So keep praying for it. Keep believing that God's going to have an answer for whatever it is um, so that you have that with you. So after uh, today's service, if you did not grab one of your circles, make sure you can grab that um, after today's service. Well, today um, I'm kicking off our series, and we're going to be talking about um, how we were created to be in the light. We were created to be in God's light. And so for us to understand the need and like the problem that we have brokenness and we need Jesus, who is the light for our life, I think we need to understand the original intent of the why. The why drives the what, essentially. And so we need to understand, well, well why are we here? What was God's intention with his creation and with us. Um, and I think we can probably take a small leap and say, well, our world is kind of broken. There's not a lot of, you know, there's, there's good things, yes, but there's also a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of sadness. And what we see from God's word is that in that sadness and in that pain, there is hope and there is promise, and that is through Jesus. In the, in the book of Isaiah, it's a, it's a prophetic book that was written hundreds of years before Jesus was born. It was written that there would be a great light to provide light for a people who walk in darkness. What was prophesied was, man, this world needs a light, and that light is Jesus. In John chapter 8, Jesus himself proclaims, I am the light of the world. So he brings that prophetic message full circle and says, hey, you've been waiting for this light to give you hope and direction. 
I am it. I am the light of the world. I want to provide hope and direction for your life. And so we're going to be talking and unpacking this morning of just this original intention of God's heart for his people and essentially like, why are we here? Why are we here on this earth? And so before we do that, um, I want to just have a chance just for us to pray and then we're going to dive in. Sound good? All right. Well, Lord God, thank you so much that we can gather here this morning. We can worship your name, praise your name, and also get some truth from your word and truly, truly receive from you. Holy Spirit, open our hearts and our mind to receive from you. And God, speak through me. Don't let this be my words. Let it be your words. And um, let us be challenged and encouraged as we leave this place, Lord. And like, like Pastor Chad was saying earlier, that we can, that we can go and, and help others who need to hear about you, Lord Jesus. So we pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so God is our creator. He has created us to be in his light, or essentially to be in relationship with him. That was God's original intent when one, from when he created us. He said, I want to be in relationship with my creation. There's purpose for you. There is, there's a promise for you, and that is to, to live and dwell with me. That is God's original intent. Simply put, God wants us to be in community and communion with him. That we would say, man, this is, this is how it's supposed to be. It is how it's meant to be. That we can praise God 24-7 and have that everlasting hope. That there wouldn't be any pain, no sorrow, no letdowns. But it would be 100% good 100% of the time forever and ever. That was God's intent. But it hasn't turned out that way. We kind of thought we could do things on our own. We had our own choice, and we're like, yeah, that's great, God, but we're going to try something a little bit different on our own. Well, that's how it, w- it was not created to be like that. That wasn't our job. It wasn't our job to figure out those things. God already had it planned out. God had it originally created for us to rest in him and to be with him. It's kind of like when you figure out uh, that you've been using something the wrong way, And you're like, oh, that's how that's supposed to be used? And you're like, man, I didn't realize there was actually an intended purpose with whatever that object is, whether it be a household object or some type of tool. Um, Recently on social media, people have been posting pictures of things that have the original intent that maybe we have veered off course with and kind of been like, Uh, oh, that's why that was like that. I didn't realize that, right? Like even like that, that, that little tiny pocket inside your jeans, it's the whole pocket watch. It's like the original intent was hold your pocket watch because people actually had clocks back then, not cell phones. Crazy, huh? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> uh, well, I have, I have a few pictures. The first one, I think, is a tic-tac container. Tic-tac container. Say that 10 times fast. Right there. That's how you're supposed to dispense your tic-tac. Is you literally just put your, your lid, fold it over, boom, you have a tic-tac. I'm always like jamming my hand with the container and it's just rattling like a little rattlesnake and Never comes out. Uh, the next picture, I think, is a takeout container for, for Chinese food. It actually unfolds into a plate. Did you know that? I didn't know that. It blew my mind. I was like, I, I can never get that last thing of, like, chow mein out of the, the bottom corner. Now you can. Mind blown. And then if, you're, if your Chinese food went a little sour, you, 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 need, you need a plunger. But do you have the right plunger? There's actually a sink plunger and a toilet plunger. Did you know that? 
I, I actually didn't know that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I've been using the wrong one this whole time. Never worked. And then uh, our, our last picture is the spaghetti noodle like ladle. The middle hole I thought was just to drain water. Yes, that's it. But it's mostly used to have a serving of noodles. You put noodles in that middle area, that's one serving of noodles for a person. I didn't know that. I just take the box and go, that's good. And like all the noodles come out and it's like, we'll have leftovers. It's great, you know. Um, so probably after this, you're like, oh, I get that there was an intended purpose behind that, behind those objects. That makes sense. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? You're like, now whenever I see that, I just know that it was actually meant to be this way. Well, my hope and my prayer is that after today's conversation about God's original intended purpose, it'd be something that you really can't unsee or you can't unhear of like, oh, I realize that there was an original purpose and intent for God to be in relationship with us, with his creation, and that there is purpose that God has put in us and there is a desire for him to be re reunited with us in relationship. And so we, again, have to understand the beginning. So I want to go back to Genesis chapter 1. It's like your very first page of your Bible besides the contents and like the dedication page. Genesis chapter 1. And I want us to do something here. Sometimes I do this with our, with our youth students is I have them just close their eyes. So I want you guys to close your eyes. I'm going to read through some sections of this account in Genesis just to provide some setting and some context. So just think through these through these visuals, and let this come alive in your own mind. So it starts here in Genesis chapter 1. God created the heavens and the earth, all you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke light, Light was separated from darkness, and it was good. God spoke sky, and water was separated from sky, and it was good. God spoke land, and he separated the water from land, and it was good. God spoke grow, and on the land made every seed-bearing plant, and it was good. God spoke for the moon, the sun, the stars to appear, to rule over the day and to rule over the night, and it was good. God spoke for life to appear, for birds to fly, fish to swarm, and every bug, reptile, and animal on land to grow, and it was good. Then God spoke, let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female, and God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge, be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. You can open your eyes now. So hopefully from just that reading, we're kind of getting that context, getting that setting, just getting God's imagination and his creativity kind of in our own brains. But there's a few things I want us to pick out from this account. And our first one is this, is that God created us to be like him. And it shows purposeful intent for relationship. 
So directly in Genesis 1, um, God says, let us create human beings in our image. Create them reflecting our nature. That phrase right there has a built-in desire for relationship. God is expressing in that phrase, I want to have something that I can relate with, that I can be in, in, in communion with. And so he, he creates human beings, and they reflect his nature, so there can be this, this, this community that is involved in that. So God has created us, a human, with, with thoughts, with emotions, and a desire to also be in relationship. And that phrase truly means everything. It means that God wants us. It means that God intended for us to be with him, to be in his light, to dwell in his light and worship in his presence all the days of our lives. It also shows that God wants to be near to us. He's not some far off random orb. No, he's like, I want to be involved in your life. And that's what it shows with his intention. Without that phrase, we have nothing. Without that phrase, we're just another cog in the wheel of a giant clock that doesn't tell time. There really is no meaning for us. But in that phrase, God provides purpose for our life. And he says, I care about you. I love you. And I want to be with you. And that's where we have to start from in this conversation is what was God's original intent in even making us and even just having this whole creation appear, boom, right out of his voice. It's because God cares for us and wants to be in relationship with us. We are created to be in God's light with God, and because he has demonstrated his desire for relationship by creating us. Now, it's probably not a far stretch to say that since we reflect his nature, he wants to be in relationship, that we as humans probably strive for relationship, right? Like we all want to be known, heard, loved. We want to be cared for. We want to have somebody to relate with. Like that's kind of in every single person's body, soul, and mind. Like we want to, we want to have relationship. Well, um, there's been some commercials in the holiday season. Who has seen the new product by Facebook called the Facebook Portal? It's like, it's like a video chat device um, where you can talk with, you know, grandparents, whoever, across the world, essentially. And the camera, like, moves around, I think, is what it seems like, kind of creepy style. And it makes it feel like you're in the room with that person. Well, their, their tagline for this commercial is, if you can't be there, feel there. If you can't be there, feel there. And it just plays off this need that we all want to feel loved. We want to feel known. We want to feel like we are heard, right? That's a desire of us as human beings. Well, know this truth is that God does hear us. God does know us. God feels our pain. He feels our joy. And most importantly, his love for us never goes away. It's not just when we have the video chat device on or anything like that. Like his love never is separate from us. And he will continually pursue his creation to restore that relationship through Jesus by any means necessary. He is there. He is there for his creation. And it's up to us to say, yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I, I believe in Jesus. See, God's heart, his original intent was for his creation us to be in relationship 
with him. And it's not just also feeling that God loves us or that God's in the room. It's also by faith believing it. It's by faith believing that he is always ever present, that he never goes away for vacation, that he's there 24-7 with us to care for us and be a part of our life. Now, another takeaway from um, Genesis 1 that I want us to also take from is this, is that God has elevated our relationship with him over other created things. So we're essentially special. So give yourself a little pat on the back. (laughs) But God, he does separate us. He elevates our relationship with his creation. More than the bugs and the reptiles, the animals and all that stuff. No, God sets us apart. And friends, know that in God's original intent of setting us apart, his heart was made clear. And that's his heart cares for us and he loves us dearly. He truly does think we're special. So when someone says, do you think you're special? You'd be like, well, no, but, but God does. And you know what? God thinks you're special too. Yeah. You want to talk about it? All of a sudden that person's like, uh-oh, I just got into something, right? No. Spiritual conversation, 2.23 seconds. Jump in. Do it. Um, but God doesn't have this same desire for other things that he created. He saved that for us, for humans, because we, re- we, we reflect his nature. We are created in his image, and not special, and that's important. His intent is for us. And when I say us, I also don't just mean Americans or just us in Chini. No, it's everyone. It's everybody. Even the people who vehemently disagree with all things God who are like, God's the worst thing in the world. No, God still cares for them. He still thinks they're special, and his heart is for them to come back in, uh, in a relationship with him through Jesus. And we have to be reminded of that, and it's a hard one sometimes, because there's people that I'm like, man, they just, oh, just make him mad, right? But yet what we see is that God still cares for them, because his original intent is that they would be in a relationship with him. So he is going to go after them, and he wants them to come back in line to that original created state, and that's in relationship with God. So this morning, know this truth, that God wants all of us to come back into relationship with him and find life and life to the full. When we are in a position of that restorative relationship with God through Christ Jesus, That means we have purpose again. That means we know that somebody cares for us always, knows us, loves us. That literally changes who we are, both emotionally and spiritually, but also physically. Like when we know that somebody cares for us, our physical health changes. Well, I follow a a, a friend on Instagram. His name is Luke Caldwell. Um, He was a worship pastor uh, down in in Boise, Idaho for years. When I was in high school, I lived down in Boise. It was at Calvary Chapel, Boise. And um, his family has a heart for adoption. Him and his wife have a couple natural-born kids, and they have a ton of kids that are from foreign countries. And and these, these children were essentially left for dead. They were on the sides of roads, in ditches, because they had disabilities. Maybe they had a medical um, something, and 
they just were left for dead. And so they would pick them up in an orphanage, and then they'd adopt them and care for them, give them surgeries, all sorts of things. And his heart was for that, him and his wife for years. Well, recently in the last couple of years, um, his name's Luke Caldwell. He's a host of a HGTV show called Boise Boys. You may have seen it, but it's a, it's a flipping house remodel type of show based out of Boise, Idaho, and they find old houses, they remodel it, make them look awesome, and then sell them, and it's the cool, you know, HGTV stuff. Well, he is still, like, just super bold about his faith on social media, and even in that show as well. But um, just a few weeks ago, he, he posted this picture, and you can go ahead and, and put that picture up, Ruth. This is a new uh, girl that they're going to adopt, and they're going to name her Promise. And so in this really long post, he said, you know, our, we're so excited this is our new 14-year-old daughter named Promise. Then somebody in the comments said, do you mean 14 months, like question mark, question mark? He said, no, 14 years old, because this, this precious girl never knew what relationship was. She was literally never talked to, never held, never consoled, nothing for years and years and years. And so her body shows the effects of that. And the post that he had was amazing. And I want you to put that up as, as well, Ruth. This is what he wrote. You can see it. Awesome. But I want to take a quick excerpt from it that just blew my mind and just kind of made me like cry as I was on my phone on Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and this is what he said. He said, she is worthy to be loved. God has promised her a hope and a future. And we are grateful and looking forward with anticipation to play a role in her future. And I think what he is saying there really reflects God's heart just outright. And God's heart for us as well, his creation, is a lot of times in life we might be going through a dark road where we feel like there's nobody that cares for us or nobody that wants us or we've done things that who would want me? Like I've done bad things. I've made bad choices. I've had stuff happen to me that was out of my choices. I'm just... I'm just baggage. Like, who would want me? And so with, with promise, that was, her, that was her lot in life. Who would want me? But what this family said is, we do. We want you. We want to care for you. We want to love you. And that's God's heart for all of mankind is, I want you. I care for you. I love you. Because that's why I created you. To see original intent of why you're here is there's purpose in your life. There's promise in your life, and I want to fulfill that for you. That is God's heart, and I, I just love that picture of, of, of what this family is saying. Like, we want this to also be for the, for the kids that don't have that. God sees us, all of who we are, the baggage we carry from previous decisions, the scars, the hurts, the good and the bad, all of it. He still wants to be in relationship with us because that was his original intent. We are created to be in his light. And since we've broken that, he said, well, I'll, I'll give you the light to restore that. And that's Jesus. I will give you a plan. I'll give you a promise of hope and salvation. I'll give you Jesus. This Christmas season, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, that Jesus comes as a baby to now be our hope and our salvation and the light of the world because we're in a dark time. 
Yes, there's good and there's, and there's awesome things happening, but there's, there's some darkness. Or maybe even personally, we might be in just a dark season of life when we figure, man, ugh, it's tough right now. Or know that there is hope in the light of Jesus. And when we claim him, we say yes to him, that light brings guidance, it brings hope, and it brings a future. It's kind of like when the power goes out in your house, which happens, I feel like, every once in a while here in Cheney. And you're kind of excited, and you're like, ooh, this is cool. And you're like, oh, wait, I can't see anything. And it kind of sets in. You're like, how long is it going to be? Ten minutes? An hour? Five days? The rest of my life? Right? You kind of go through those, those questions. Then when, when, the, when the power goes on, you're like, whoa, I can see now. Okay, man, my kitchen is dirty. And you're like, oh, man. But when we start to realize the intent was to be in the light with God, and then we're like, man, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm in darkness. I'm in a dark place. But then you hear and you, and you, and you hear God's heart, his original intent, that we were created to be in that light. And it's through Jesus to restore that. Boom. There is that light that just brings direction for your life. And it brings, again, that purpose that he has planted in each of us. A lot of times in our culture, just as humans as well, just in part of our brokenness, is we try to just do this on our own. We're like, well, I'm going to just figure it out on my own. It's, it's going to be my job. We try to seek after wholeness and completeness in things. Or even in our earthly relationships, we try to make that the only thing that fills us. Well, those things are all going to fail. They eventually will. It's kind of one of those truths that sucks, but it's true. People will fail you. Things will fail you. What doesn't fail is God. He is there 24-7. Even in the times where you feel like he's not there, he is there ever-present waiting, waiting for you just to turn to him and say, oh, thank you, God. He is always there wanting to be in relationship with his creation. And the only way this happens, though, is when we say yes to Jesus, when we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord. Only then are we realigned with God and our original relationship, uh, relationship restored with God, our Heavenly Father. In Revelation 21, a beautiful picture is painted of just kind of how this all ends, but it also gives us a glimpse, and it reminds us again, of that original intent behind God's creation. This is what it says, Revelation uh, chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, and then an add-on in verse 23. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the, the, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look! God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Again, that original intent, how it was in Genesis 1, happens again at the end of time. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And then further on in verse 23, it says this, and the city has no need of sun or moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. The nations will walk in its light. I love that just play on of words, but that reality 
of, what it's gonna, of what's going to happen is we're created to be in God's light. That's how it's going to end. So let's be in God's light. Let's say yes to Jesus and let's be realigned and have that relationship restored so we know that I'm in. Like I got to be in God's light forever and ever and ever. And that's God's promise is to return to that original design and creation, to be in his light and to live in that light. And that's the hope of the gospel right there is that we, that we return to God's intent for his creation, that restorative relationship with God, our creator, our heavenly father. For some of us in this room, we might be nodding our heads like, yeah, that's, that's resonating, like that's good, that's good stuff. Because maybe we have said yes to Jesus, or we, 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 we believe in that saving message of hope. And so we're, we're agreeing like, yeah, amen, and that's good. So, you know, give thanks to God that that is a part of your life. Maybe some of us, we kind of have forgotten what the original intent was with our life. Much like those household objects, we just kind of forgot like what they were used for properly. This is kind of a reminder of like, oh yeah, that's right. Like we were created to be in relationship with God. That's, that's what it is. That's the original intent from God's creation. So maybe this is a, a, a day where we're just being reminded of that truth to realign our hearts and our minds with Jesus, especially during this Christmas season when it's all about Jesus. This is why we're here, is God sent his son for us. And so to realign our hearts, that original created intent. Or maybe this is all new, and it's hitting hard. It's hitting hard because it's actually making sense. You're like, that's why I've been so just mad lately, is I've never actually had the fulfillment of life because I've never put my trust in Jesus. Well, through Christ, he is the light of the world. He brings life and life to the full. It is a, it is a fulfillment that can't be bought, can't be taken, whatever, you know. And doesn't also have a gift receipt. Like, you can't give it back. Like, God, God wants to be with you. And he sent his son with you. So I wanted to just give us an opportunity right now just to realign our hearts in our minds with God's original intent to be living in the hope and truth of a relationship with him. And I want us just to kind of take a moment just to say, okay, yep, I'm in, so that we can have this lens during this Christmas season of seeing people who need to restore the relationship with God and for us to see everything through the lens of Jesus first. And not through, like, I need this first. Like, that's an awesome Apple Watch. I need that on my Christmas list. No. About saying this is about Jesus and him restoring that original created intent with his creation. So I want to ask us right now just to bow our heads, close our eyes. I want us to pray over us. And I'm going to ask a few questions. In Isaiah 9-2, it says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Well, we know the answer, and that's Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world, like it says in John 8, 12. And if we follow him, we won't have to walk in darkness because we will have the light that leads to life. That's the promise of hope and salvation found in Jesus. Is we might be living in a land of deep darkness, but we know that there is a light that will shine, 
And that light is Jesus. And he has life and life to the full for us. So if you're in a place where you, where you realize that and you love that and you say yes, amen to that, just say thank you, Jesus, that you have that hope, that you're aligned with that, and that you understand that original intent of relationship with God. Just say amen to that. If maybe you have veered off, pro, off course a little bit and you, 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 you know about Jesus, but you have just been kind of doing things on your own, you've been trying to make your own light, essentially, it's just not working out, you want to realign back to God's original intent, just, just raise your hand. Just say like, yeah, that, that's me. I just need to see a quick prayer. Yeah, amen, amen. Amen. Lord God, for those people who just raise their hand right now, just remind them through your Holy Spirit of your place in their life and that you care for them, that nothing that they can do will separate them from your love, Lord God, that your love is ever-present in their life. Remind them of that truth. Let them walk in bold confidence in who they are as your creation. Let them walk in confidence knowing that they have purpose and they can share that purpose with other people as well. Maybe for some of us, this is a time where it's like, I don't think I've ever really said yes to Jesus. I don't think I've ever really realized that I have a broken relationship with my creator and that I need Jesus to restore that. If that's even you this morning, just, just raise your hand. Yeah, amen. Amen. So I want to pray for you as well. And just in your own space, just even repeat these words that we pray. Just say, Jesus, I realize I need you. Jesus, I can't do this on my own. I have failed and I need you in my life. I realize that you are the light of the world and that your light leads to life. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose from the grave. And I believe your sacrifice restores my relationship with God. I confess that you are my Lord. I confess that you're my hope. I pray this in your name. Amen. Lord God, just for some of us in this room that have been um, just reminded of that truth, Lord. I pray that all of us can walk out of this place empowered by your Holy Spirit to not only be thankful for your intent and desire for us as your creation, but to walk out and to show others how they can have purpose in life and show others their originally intended purpose in life is to be in relationship with you, Lord. That's what it's all about. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, here's, 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 a, here's a challenge, again, that as we leave this place, that what we hear here and what we heard here um, wouldn't just stay here, that it would be uh, made known outward, outside of these four walls. Um, in whatever context God has placed you in, school, work, friends, whatever it is, um, that you would have that lens 
of looking through life and looking through this Christmas season is not just getting like to-do lists done and getting presents and all that stuff, but truly it's telling people like, yo, <laughs> Jesus came because he's the light of the world. And that's our original intent. Did you know that? Like God created us to be in relationship with him. And that happens because Jesus came as a baby, grew up, died for our sins, rose again so that we can have that power to restore that relationship with God. So have that lens, have that heart um, as you go out and, and just tell others about this Jesus season. Um, amen? Amen. Well, two more things as you leave. Food from the heart. Make sure you grab a tag for some food. And if you have um, a, a 40 days of prayer circle that you want to take home with you, please do so. Keep praying for whatever it was that God told you to pray for. And know that Jesus loves you. So do Mark and Kate. They're not here this weekend, but they want to make sure that you know that they love them or that they love you. Um, and so with that, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you later.